For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we'll be talking about some NFL football as the San Francisco 49ers have a matchup over the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Betting Barrier Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network. Now, before we went on break, we previewed what we're going to do in this week's show. Once again, talking about football with the Niners and their upcoming Week 10 matchup against the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football. And to start off, we got to go through last week. I know all of you don't want me to because of how bad the result went for the Niners, but it's part of the show. We got to stick with the process. So for this one, didn't look good in week nine. Let's put it that way. Colt McCoy, not even Kyler Murray, owned this team. Murray went. To, uh, Murray was unavailable, of course, with the injury, and McCoy went 22 of 26 for 249 yards and one touchdown. QBR is 63.8. The running game for Arizona was great. Connor was very solid, 96 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Eno Benjamin, the backup because Chase Edmonds got injured in the first quarter, ended up looking good too. He had a touchdown as well. Connor, 77 receiving yards as well. So it was really the James Connor game as he had 170 plus total yards with three total touchdowns. So he was a one-man wrecking crew as Arizona is now 8-1 and one on the season. Now as for the 49ers, this team no-showed for about the first 26 minutes of this game. I know they had a touchdown at the end of the first half, but they were being killed in this game before they woke up a little bit, but it was too little too late. Garoppolo had good numbers in the end, 326 passing yards, two touchdowns, one pick. A lot of it was when the game was out of reach, so I'm not really going to react accordingly. He was not very good during the early portions, and he got sacked five times. So the offensive line really did not do him any favors. The ground game did nothing. Mitchell had eight carries for 36 yards. They abandoned the run quickly. I'm not going to spend much time on it. The receiving core actually had a couple of contributors. Debo Samuel, the usual leader in terms of receiving yards, was actually third on the team this week. George Kittle, or last week I should say, George Kittle came back, six receptions, 101 yards, one touchdown. He looked great. And Brandon Ayuk, Started to look really good again, as he had six catches for 89 yards and one touchdown. However, Ayuk and Kittle both lost fumbles, which were really backbreaking, and I do expect them to take better care of the ball moving forward. As for the defense, you got two sacks. 
That's really it. Gave up 31 points to Colt McCoy. Defense wasn't good. And I feel like it's time, since they are 3-5, and five, we might have to have the chat. And I know a lot of people don't want to have the chat. There's still a long way to go in the season. I get it. But we're going to have to get through this together in a group therapy session. The 49ers are not a good football team. I know. The first step is admitting it. We got to get it over with. This team's not very good. You could have admitted it a couple weeks ago. Could have admitted it after the Colt loss. I believe I did admit it after the Colt loss. But I got to reiterate this. The Niners are not a good team. They are arguably the worst team in the actual division. You can argue that them or Seattle, because they're tied for last place. But Seattle gets Wilson back. Seattle also won the first head-to-head meeting. The Niners might come in last place. I'm not sure if I can blame that all on Shanahan. There's a lot of growing hatred towards him. A lot of people thinking that he's overrated. And I'm being a little bit swayed. I don't think he's an awful coach. I don't think he's a bottom five coach. But I do think that the way that he's handled the personnel, we know the play calling is good. That's what he's very. That's what he's known for. But the game plans, the constant just lack of urgency, the punting in the fourth quarter down multiple possessions, it was just a lot of surrendering and a lot of, I don't know if it was entitlement or just the team being ill-prepared. And that really can't happen. I considered last week a must-win game. You are handed the first-place team in your division with a backup quarterback and no DeAndre Hopkins. And you no-show the first half and lose by 14 at home. The Niners this season are 0-4 at home. I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's the injuries. It's probably everything. But Shanahan has really done an awful job this year. And people are trying to put him on the hot seat. I don't know if he's actually on the hot seat. He does deserve to be negatively mentioned a lot because he has really done a poor job this season, and it needs to be said. So that's my brief takeaway on Shanahan and the and the team. One of the most disappointing teams in this in the league this season. And now they face off against the Rams. Now the Rams, luckily for the Niners, also had a really bad showing. So maybe the Niners might wake up and the Rams won't. But the Rams no-showed the Sunday night game at home against the Titans. No Derrick Henry, no problem. As the Titans ended up leading 21-3 at the half. Won the game 28-16. Stafford threw two picks, which were basically two pick sixes. One was a pick six. The other one was returned inside the five-yard line, which resulted in a touchdown. So Tennessee was gifted 14 points, said thank you very much, and they came back for seconds because they ended up coasting to a nice and easy win. The Rams, I I can't really recap the offensive numbers because Stafford finished with 294 yards and two interceptions, one touchdown, sacked five times two. I'm comparing it to Garoppolo. A lot of it came in the second half when his team trailed. In the first half, Stafford was terrible. And the running game didn't do much. They had to abandon it relatively quickly because they did trail 21-3 in the second quarter. But Cooper Cup, 11 receptions and 95 yards. Yep, kind of par for the course. Robert Woods at 7 receptions and 98 yards. You had Sony Michelle catching a garbage-time touchdown in the final minute. But there's not really much else to add. Can I criticize the Rams' defense? I wouldn't say they were great, but I didn't think they were awful. They for, they ended up uh, forcing an interception. They sacked 10 3 times. You just had seven free points gifted by Stafford. 
pretty much 14 because you couldn't have a goal line stand on first and goal at the five. I'm not blaming the defense for that. And the Titans did move the ball occasionally, but the Rams defense buckled down the second half and the offense didn't do anything. So I thought the defense was okay. I'm blaming the offense and Stafford for that performance. But now the Rams get to go for a bounce back game against an arch rival and a team that I said before isn't very good. Now, Odell Odell is finalizing a deal with the Rams, so I don't know if he's going to play this week. He probably will not, but if he does, he'll barely play. He doesn't know the playbook. But the point is, you might hear Odell news. Is it going to swing the line? It really shouldn't, to be honest with you, but I do like that move for the Rams if they think they need another guy. I don't think they need another guy, so I find the move a bit peculiar, but we'll see what happens moving forward. Either way, to go through this actual matchup, the current spread and total, the Niners are four-point underdogs at home, and the total is around 49. But we didn't recap what happened last week, forgot to do that. We went one and one. We had the Cardinals winning and covering, and we had the under. The under didn't get there because Arizona decided to go nuts in the first half, but that went over by three. Kind of a tough beat there, not really, but it is what it is. And we were right about Arizona. So split there. But as for this week, serious question. I know it's a Niners podcast for the Bay Area. How am I supposed to take the Niners in the spot? They're over at home. They no-showed against Arizona. This team, I can't tell if it's quitting, but it doesn't look good. Yeah, the Rams had a bad game against Tennessee, but you think I'm going to take the Niners in this game? No, I'm taking the Rams. The Rams are better in pretty much every area. They have the better quarterback. They have the deeper running back group. They got the better wide receivers. You can argue it's closer than it was previously. I'll take Cooper Cup and Robert Woods over Ayuk and Samuel. Uh, of course, tight end Kittle gives them the advantage, but you're looking at everything else. The defense for the Rams is clearly better. And the coaching, McVay's a better coach than Shanahan. It is what it is. So I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they'll win the game. I think it'll be close for a little bit, but I do think the Rams at some point will put a lot of pressure on Garoppolo and Garoppolo's numbers might look decent at the end, but in competitive games, he has not looked that great, and it seems like most of his numbers come in garbage time. So I think the Rams will make life miserable for Garoppolo. I think the defense after that no-show against Arizona, I don't exactly trust them against this offense. I like the Rams, and I'm going to go with the over. I think you'll see garbage time potentially play a factor for the Niners offensively, but the Rams' defense did allow some big plays to Tennessee I think Ayuk and Kittle will help the pass game because Ayuk was a no-show for about a month and a half. Seems like he's finally back to normal. And Kittle, we know, was injured back, looked very good. I think he'll put in a good performance. And Devo Samuel is always a threat to go for 100-plus yards. But this 49ers defense might give up 35. I really have no faith in this unit. That no-show against Arizona was a disgraceful showing. And I do think that it is a sign of serious issues that they will not be able to deal with uh, at least properly for the rest of the season. So I'm going to take the Rams and I'm going to take the over. If I had to pick an actual guess for the final score, I would take 34 to 24. I think you'll see the Rams win this game pretty comfortably, maybe double digits, maybe by seven, 31, 24, one of those games. But I do think you'll get this game in the mid to high fifties and the Rams will win this game by somewhere between seven and 14 points. But uh, to go through everything else for the Niners, I kind of wish I had more, I'd say, upbeat stuff to talk about, but I don't really know what else to say for this team. It's really just not a good year 
and you're looking at the rest of the upcoming schedule, they play the Jaguars next week. They better win that damn game. Then they play the Vikings. I'm not sure who's going to be coaching the Vikings at that point because Mike Zimmer, for some reason, is still the head coach. I don't know why. They should have fired him after they lost to Cooper Rush on Sunday Night Football, but maybe they could win that. Then they play Seattle in a night game at Seattle with Wilson back. It's going to be tough, but they need to win against the Jaguars and Vikings. I think they're going to lose against the Rams, but you also have to wonder with these seven playoff spots now, how many wins do the Niners realistically need in order to make the playoffs? Probably nine. I think nine would be the standard guess. Maybe you can argue eight if some of the other teams fall apart. I'm going to go with nine, and yeah, let's just say they're up against it. Let's put it that way. But Shanahan on the hot seat, will he be fired if they miss the playoffs? I don't know. I really don't know how much loyalty GM Lynch has to Shanahan. So I really don't know. But I'll tell you one thing for sure, whether you want to hear it or not, Garoppolo is not the answer. I don't know if Lance is the right answer either, but at least they tried. They realized he wasn't the guy and they're trying something different. But we'll see. I don't know if Garoppolo makes it through the rest of the year. These are all stuff we'll talk about later on in the season. But once again, my pick is going to be the Rams, minus four, and the over 49 on the Monday Night Football game. But that has been my thoughts, and that has been this episode of the Betting Barrier Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.